What's up, guys? The, the music's a little uh, low energy today. It's calming. It's peaceful. We need peace in our body. We need... <laughs> yeah, Brandon, we need that sometimes, man. Mindfulness. I know I know. Brandon likes to go a little crazy all the time, but... Brandon, the last Twitter space I was in, I was suggesting we 50x leverage... Somalia tokens, so this is a nice change of pace. <laughs> oh <my> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, let's do it. All right. I think we're uh, I think we're ready to start this up. Yeah. I think Fig will join a little later. I sent him an email, but uh, a telegram ping, but I'll hand it off to you guys. All right. Thank you so much. Um, good morning, good afternoon. Hello, everybody. This is the this is Into the Umiverse with Axelar and also Squid Router today. Um, I'm I'm one of your hosts. My name is Waz. People call me that, and we've got Brandon here with us as well. Uh, Brandon, say hi to the people. Hey guys, this is Brandon. People call me that, just like they call Waz that. Um, <laughs> that was an interesting line. Thank you. <laughs> That's what they call I'm just, me. I'm just so glad you pronounced Axelar right. Like for anyone listening that's a big <laughs> Axelar fan, I want you to know that Waz calls it Alexar and he can't stop doing it. And yeah, yeah. He's even gotten some of their engineers to say Alexar on calls when we're on there. So it's it's a pretty bad situation. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not out of disrespect. It's out of love. You know, that's really what it is. I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of the tech. I'm a big fan of what we're doing, uh, partnering on Umi's side, as well as uh, how we're going to integrate with some of the GMP stuff with OHO. Um, but let's let's start off with some, uh, some of these Umi updates before we really get into the meat of things, right? You know uh, what? Grant, let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Grant, <laughs> you want to you wanna do the Umi updates today? Yeah, for sure. So for the for Umi, um, we're going through a little bit of a transitionary period. So if you saw the announcement from Cyborg today, uh, really exciting stuff. We're considering entering the Atom Economic Zone, and so what that involves is us adopting Interchain Security. Um, the hub would provide additional security to Umi. Uh, we would also enter into sort of an economic alliance with them, which is really cool. Um, obviously partnerships are a huge part of growing any type of business and that's something that we think will take umi up to another level um adam has been pretty much our number one uh asset in terms of if you look at adam and also its derivatives like st adam sdk adam and q adam um it's been our number one asset um that people like to use also leverage staking with adam and st adam has been huge 
And so we've got a team and a product that's very tied into the sort of Atom ecosystem. We're a bunch of Cosmos maxis um, who want to, you know, do a lot for the ecosystem, but also we want to bring capital in from other ecosystems as well. And I think that's something that Umi's uniquely positioned to do, especially with partners like Axelar to help us bring over like staking derivatives of ETH and stuff like that. So we've got a lot of plans on expansion. And I think entering the Atom economic zone is a huge part of that. So definitely stay tuned for more information. We're going to be talking about um, different tokenomics that we're going to be releasing with a big UMI 2.0 announcement. That should be really excited. I know a lot of people have given a lot of feedback on the token, um, and especially with like some of that bear market around like the cosmos. You know, it's 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 been um, it's been a tough time, but I think uh, some of our tokenomics revisions are going to be a huge boon to that. It's it's really exciting stuff. We're talking about you know different ways to affect inflation different like revenue share uh mechanisms that we can do and also different burn mechanisms so really a, a diverse and thorough plan that's going into that um that i think a lot of people will be excited about outside of that we've got some cool features coming out so we've been talking about the me tokens that that's been progressing you'll see a lot more information coming out about that uh involving um like different derivatives that we're going to be building out but also um things that we can partner with axler on such as like the the me lsd for eth uh which is going to be the highest apy uh eth staking derivative out there that's going to be fully enabled with leverage so really exciting stuff there um and then i guess i'll drop a little bit of alpha uh we're working on a new primitive called credit swaps and so this isn't swaps as in a dex this is actually credit swaps as in, um, if, if you're familiar with TradFi, there's the concept of the credit default swap. And it's basically a way for stronger uh, people with stronger credit profiles to take on the debt positions of people with lower debt, uh, with uh, lesser uh, credit profiles. And so what that looks like for UMI with these credit swaps is just like Orca for Kujira, where you can basically like submit some assets to pay off for liquidations. What you'll be do, able to do with UMI is actually use your existing leverage position to liquidate others. And so say, for example, Waz, who's like, I don't know, a really big spendaholic, um, he has a huge debt position that's about to be liquidated. He doesn't have enough collateral to support his LTV. What I can do then is say I have, you know, say I'm doing a leverage staking position on UMI and I have maybe some wiggle room in my position where I can maybe uh, have like $10,000 more that I can borrow. If Waz has $10,000 that I can liquidate, I can liquidate that all using leverage, never having to go to a DEX and buy the token that I need to liquidate with, not having to sort of leave anything um, in the system that you can like that kind of like decreases that capital efficiency. And so this is a really capital efficient way to do liquidations. It opens it up to the entire ecosystem. Um, everyone can basically do liquidations. You don't have to be, you know, running a bot or running anything fancy. You can do this all from the from the uh, simplicity of the UI. So this is a really big thing. Liquidations are going to be a huge focus for us uh, for the rest of the year because that is something that is really neglected and neglected in the uh, leverage space. So those are the, the the key things that we're working on right now, and and you're going to see a lot of that development coming out. We're also working on uh, something cool called a borrow factor. I think um, it, you might be familiar with something like this from like a like an Euler uh, profile protocol where they had I think a kind of a similar concept. But ours is a little bit um, different in that we're we're exploring a matrix-based borrow factor 
that will allow you to basically say, okay, well, say I have ST Atom as my collateral and I want to borrow an asset. Well, should I be able to borrow each asset equally or can I borrow more assets with that collateral than another? And what I mean by that specifically is say for like leverage staking, right? A lot of people love ST Atom, um, uh, sort of looping that with Atom borrowing. What if we allowed a higher LTV for that versus a, versus a lower LTV for using ST Atom to borrow, say, USCC? Because that is a lot less risky. Um, when you pair like ST Atom to Atom, they're pegged prices. So you're lo a lot less likely to have like a liquidation event that comes from that and uh, versus like borrowing like a stable coin. And so... This is going to allow us to have a lot more composability. Um, it's really going to open up the ecosystem and really increase borrowing utilization rates, I think. So really exciting stuff coming from UMI um, in the next couple of weeks. And um, yeah, I can't wait to get it out for you. Um, in terms of other stuff that we're working on, obviously, Taboo is a big focus right now. Um, exciting news there. We've integrated basically IBC in there. Um, so through the mobile app, what you'll be able to do, and, and this doesn't really exist in any other uh, Cosmos wallet right now. If I want to do an IBC transfer, you don't have to know the channel ID. You don't have to know the path. You don't have to know anything. All you have to know is where you want to send it. So if you want to send UMI to Osmosis, you, all you have to do is click Osmosis. If you want to send UMI to, um, say, like uh, back to UMI from, from like the Cosmos Hub or, or something like that, you, it, it automatically knows what the route is. So this automation is going to abstract a lot of IBC away for users, and we're really excited to put it out there. And eventually, with our uh, with our co-host today, Axelar, we're going to be able to integrate their bridging directly into that too, so that you're going to be able to go from any from any chain supported on um, Axelar to any any other chain within the ecosystem as well. So it's going to be a huge um, variety of of options that you can use there the, with a UX that doesn't really exist right now, especially in the mobile context. So really excited to get that out for you guys. Um, we're, we're trying to ship the beta release in July. So stay uh, on the lookout for that. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Waz, you want to get some OHO updates? Yeah. And, uh, to touch on that, the credit swapping plus like the Axelar integration, I can definitely see where... Um, it's going to come down to utilizing Ethereum assets on the ETH side and then doing credit swaps at the L1. That's going to be much more capital efficient and it's going to help bring a lot of these Ethereum whales into the Cosmos ecosystem. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, as for the, the OHO side of things, we, we got a lot uh, that we're doing. You might see if you follow the OHO Twitter, follow any of our mediums, uh, we're always posting updates every week. We've got at least one new announcement. Um, a big one is we we just added support for ST Juno. So we can now, for OHO, support all liquid staking derivatives with sufficient liquidity in osmosis or other DEXs. What that means is if we have something like ST UMI that we want to support through OHO on UMI or on all of these other protocols that OHO will be supporting, um, all you have to do is add enough liquidity to osmosis and we'll be able to onboard that asset because of these custom indexers that we're building. We also did a, a secret network deployment. If you missed that, we're on production secret network. We're in talks with uh, Shade for OHO to be utilized there and uh, for a smart Oracle to be used for their lending protocol as well. Uh, we did a Neutron testnet announcement as well. So we're going to be planning on uh, deploying there and bringing a lot of the, the price fees that are necessary for the Neutron community to sort of grow and build DeFi on there as well. So we're working closely with Neutron. Uh, today, I think uh, 13 minutes ago, we just announced new asset feeds for Rep Bitcoin, Axel, 
USDC and IST. So again, those are some pretty big assets that are used in, in different DeFi use cases. So we're pretty excited about that. And we're also uh, testing out USK integration price feeds. So hopefully we can get these, these sort of big two native stable coins, IST and USK. What we want to do is really bolster the usage of them in DeFi across the cosmos. So OHO, we're, we're moving really fast. We've got a lot of stuff going because um, a lot of the tech is already there, and I've, I've just been super excited to to bring this out into the community and sort of uh, see what the uh, the cosmos can do with the power of OHO. That, that's kind of our goal. So, uh, without further ado, I'll, I'll introduce our our guest, Jake. He's uh, one of the team members over at Axelar, not Alexar. Jake, do you want to give sort of an intro about yourself and uh, Axelar for anybody here that doesn't know about uh, what you guys do? Sure. Um, so my name is Jake. I am on the, the BD team here at Axlar and cover much of our Cosmos ecosystem. Um, so I've been working with, with the Yumi guys for, for quite some time now, um, which has been fantastic. Uh, Axlar, as, as many of you guys probably know at this point, um, right now for the Cosmos ecosystem is, is bridging a lot of the assets uh, and liquidity into and, and out of the Cosmos ecosystem right now. Um, but essentially, Axlar is a blockchain that connects blockchains and allows um, you know, developers and, and users to send any message to or from any chain within our network, right? So that can be asset transfers like bridging, that can be swapping like Squid and um, what Fig and the guys will be talking about a little bit later or you know, sending contract calls to execute functions on, on different chains or query data, or, um, really any anything under the sun. So kind of like an API connectivity layer for, for the blockchain space. That's awesome. I mean, you know, you hear a lot of conversations around bridges specifically in the Cosmos because IBC is such a predominant sort of, uh, I mean, it is a bridge, right? Um, so, uh, I, but one thing that Cosmos typically hates is bridges, and Axelar's kind of uh, been the been the sort of uh, unique use case there in the Cosmos. Everybody's pretty behind it. So um, one of the biggest things that you guys have done recently is announced the the Uniswap approval for the Axelar bridge. So I mean, let, let's talk about that a little bit. What are what are some of these these key factors that led to this? I know you guys have put a lot of work and energy into being approved by Uniswap and being one of the bridges there. So can you talk a little bit more about uh, that announcement and what it means for you guys, what it means for um, the, the sort of ecosystem that you guys are building? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, it's it's great. I think, you know, from a BD perspective, it's certainly, uh, you know, it's just a, it's awesome to have that recognition from, a, you know, one of the largest protocols in the space. And it's definitely one of, you know, the most thorough deep dives into what really matters in, in the bridging space, right? Like we've seen so many different hacks um, and various different architectures. And, and quite frankly, for a normal user or even a developer, right? It's just like really freaking confusing. There's, there's so much going on. There's so much to know. Um, so having a third party, like do this due diligence and really take a deep dive like this is incredibly helpful, right? Because you guys don't just want to take it from, from our team. Um, but I think fundamentally, right? Like Axelar has been built without taking shortcuts, like right from, from the get go. 
um, haven't really been focused on applications, have always really been focused on the network level and building out the most secure, decentralized infrastructure possible. Um, and I think that that's really starting to show where, uh, you know, like bridges and these messaging protocols get hacked because they're centralized and decentralization leads to security. And that's why fundamentally, um, if you have three blockchains in a row, it's like, do you even go after the one in the middle or does it make more sense to go after one of the ones on on the side? So there's just not really a, a weakest link anymore. Um, and And that's incredibly important, right? So you have like the architectural... Uh, merits, but then um, I think just like incredibly rigorous internal uh, best practices in terms of like auditing and just like everything about, you know, the way that our our developers and our community have gone about like building this has been really security first. Um, so it's nice to, you know, have a, have a really trusted third party finally come out and, um, and do one of these deep dives. I, I definitely think that it was needed in the space because I mean, realistically, like everybody doesn't have time to go take a deep dive on, you know, the 10 or 15 different messaging protocols that exist today. Yeah. I mean, as somebody myself, I'm, I'm constantly focused on cryptographic proofs. Uh, you know, I, I build data feeds for a living. That's, it's all I do. So uh, definitely admirable what you guys are doing. What do you think is sort of the, the differentiating factor that's allowed you guys to focus on the tech rather than focus on uh, sort of adoption and apps on top of it first, right? Because you see a lot of bridges where they want to move very, very fast, and it kind of limits their ability to focus on security. So uh, what do you think has put Axelar in this unique position that's allowed you to have that ethos, and have that security first fundamental that's, uh, that's been guiding you uh, so well? Um, I think part of it was that the, like, there's a little bit of a belief where, um, things should just be secure. Uh, some other protocols have been like, you can kind of assign the different security measures that you need based off of your use case. And I think we had a philosophy where like developers don't really want to do that. They just want something that works and is secure. Um, so we just went for like max max on security from that perspective and and thus developed the the blockchain and then i think outside of that like we try not to build our own applications internally we try to find great teams like the squid team to go out and build cross chain swaps rather than um building that out internally so that kind of frees up uh the developers time to work more on on the network level, um, making the network more robust, the tooling around you know the interoperability space more robust, rather than going out and trying to make these applications that are actually going to like make money. So um, focusing more on like long term, really just like solid infrastructure, rather than some of like the uh, table stake applications that you know, should be running on top of, of infrastructure like this. Yeah, I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think you had two uh, really key points there. One is uh, secure by default, right? That's becoming, and it, it, it has really been the standard for a lot of like non-Web3 
technology, right? You, you go to a website, it has HTTPS, you're using SSL, everything's encrypted. And it has to be because Chrome won't connect to it anymore unless it does have that. So I think the industry is definitely moving in that direction. And it's good to see Axelar doing that. And I think also um, uh, th- what you're saying kind of feeds into the app chain thesis as well, where these independent teams get to focus on these small pieces of technology and then sort of incentivize the uh, outer ecosystem to work on top of that technology and sort of see what they can build. So that's that's really exciting to see. So, but one of the one of the things about XLR that I'm really excited about, again, being an Oracle guy, is uh, the general message passing capabilities. You guys aren't just a bridge for assets. You guys are also a communication hub between all of these different chains in a very secure way. So. Uh, What's what's sort of the significance of this of this GMP general message passing that Axelar is uh, bringing to the table? What sort of use cases are you guys seeing coming out of this? And um, have you seen anybody sort of come up with ideas on this that you maybe weren't thinking of when developing GMP? Uh, great question. So GMP in general is just the ability to. Um, it's really like true interoperability, right? If you think about an API, like you can you can pretty much do anything with it, right? Like read, write, execute, functions, um, do whatever you want. So I think that we're starting to see, like right now we, we live in a world where applications are going and just deploying on multiple different chains and that's how you get access to those markets and that liquidity. And we're starting to see a shift. We've seen this in in the Cosmos ecosystem a little bit with IBC. Um, Stride is a great example, but uh, things like Somalia, right, where they have vaults on different chains and they're sending messages from the SOM, like the cheap gas Cosmos-based Somalia chain um, to, you know, lock funds in uh, contracts on you know, chains like Ethereum and and Arbitrum and Avalanche. So I think we're going to start seeing more and more applications kind of leveraging this hub and spoke model, um, where then you just get to essentially lean on Axelar to keep on connecting various different chains. The applications get to focus on, you know, building out more robust core application logic on their home chain. And then you have the same outcome where you're able to still get access to the liquidity on all of the different chains that you have satellite contracts on. So we, I think like we believe that it's, it's going to be a more scalable approach. Um, and, you know, as more and more blockchains come out, it's, it's hard to like pick a winner or know the winner. Um, you know, the space is just moving so fast. So this gives uh, developers an opportunity to kind of just like get universal access to the market rather than having to put all of their eggs in in one basket on whatever chain they decide to deploy on. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, a great example of how GMP can be used, right? These cross-chain vaults that are sort of executed at cheaper L1s. Um, how do you guys deal with sort of like transaction issues where Ethereum might have super high transaction fees and Axelar has to relay messages over GMP to ETH. Um, how do you guys sort of solve that problem for some of these L1s? So we, uh, like, I think that's a great example of some of the uh, services that need to be built on top of an interoperability network um, to enable these one-click, like, seamless experiences where we're actually able to abstract 
the blockchains away from the user um, where, you know, they don't, the, the user doesn't really care, like, you know, where things are happening. They just want it to happen. Right. So um, with Axar, one of the services that we have built on top of the network are these gas services that are able to pay for um, essentially in on the source chain, they're able to pay for the transactions that happen on the various chains down the line, you know, however many that that may be. So they estimate that and then we'll pay that for you so that you can still have these one click experiences without needing to go and like top off your wallet with ETH to pay for the transactions that are, are happening over there. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I, I can think of more than a few use cases for UMI as well as OO for integrating Axelar with a lot of these other chains. One of the things we're blueprinting out right now is Oracle-owned MEV for other chains, right? When OHO deploys onto EVM, it can use Axelar's GMP to sort of act as an execution layer to uh, sort of front-run other MEV providers and bring back a lot of those assets to the uh, the chains that OHO is uh, providing access to. So I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think GMP is going to sort of enable a, a, a next generation of um, a usability from the user's perspective. When you couple that with things like Taboo, which makes uh, all of these different protocols kind of agnostic to the user, you could really have any execution environment for all of these different types of applications. And I'm sure you guys are seeing a lot of different uh, ideas coming up from different teams. And I'm sure you're working with a lot of different teams to make that sort of thing happen. Yeah, exactly. I think you nailed it. Right on. Yeah, it's 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 super exciting. Um, I, I get all amped about it. Kind of moving into the EVM world is um, all I've been thinking about lately. So um, I know we don't have Squid here yet, uh, but I know you're familiar with Squid. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Squid and its uh, its partnership with Axelar. Uh, what does Squid do? What what does it uh, sort of allow people to interact with? How does it benefit? users in general yeah so squid essentially is cross-chain swaps that are built on top of axlar so they leverage existing liquidity on existing dexes and then essentially we'll take whatever asset you have swap it into axl usdc on a dex uh, a native dex on whatever chain you're on and then it will send that amount of axl usdc over to a DEX on a different chain and swap it into whatever token uh, your kind of like destination token is, right? Um, so it's taking exactly what a user flow would be that is multiple steps and it's optimizing that to find the best rates for the user so that the user doesn't have to, you know, go bop around and see where, um, where the cheapest rates are. And then it compacts all of that into one transaction and and one click. So they have kind of an individual like standalone application where you can just go do a cross-chain swap or um, you can kind of bake that same widget into the front end of your own application to enable just one click cross-chain onboarding um, or just bake it, bake their SDK right into, into your workflows. Um, if you just have like one destination token that that you're looking for. So, you know, overall, just like greatly reduces the amount of clicks and simplifies the onboarding process for 
really any application. Um, and what's exciting about that is now that we have, uh, well, that's essentially going to be rolled out um, within the Cosmos ecosystem, I believe within like a week or so. Uh, so that will just make it significantly easier for users to get onboarded onto the Cosmos ecosystem, um, which we're super stoked about. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that everybody talks about is like the IBC of it all. It's all a manual process. And Brandon, I'm sure you have some points to touch on as far as how Taboo is going to integrate and really change a lot of that. Uh, Brandon, can you talk a little bit about how Squid Router and uh, Taboo could sort of work together? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, even beyond Taboo, I mean, Squid Router just brings a whole host of like functionality that you can do with this. Like one of the things we've been exploring on for um, UMI specifically has been like, you know, how do you do cross-chain lending in a way that's pretty efficient? And without tools like Squid that can be, I'm sorry, without uh, tools like, uh, oh, wait, what am I saying? I almost said Fig instead of Squid. Um, very similar names. Hilarious. Um, okay, so Squid, it really just simplifies that sort of cross-chain uh, process for lending. And like one of the things we always talked about doing was like this kind of like, we called it bridgeless, where you can have collateral on one chain, and then rather than bridging that collateral to the host chain, you can then uh, borrow on the host, uh, borrow on, say, like UMI, for example, uh, and vice versa. Um, we've explored doing that stuff, but like something like Squid just makes that so much easier. Um, where it can kind of automate some of that process, and especially with chains like you know like Polygon and um, and like Binance and and sort of these chains that are like proof of stake, but they don't have high staking rates like you see in Cosmos. That can be such an effective sit strategy because, say for example, like Matic, right? You could take your Matic, you could bridge it over to Umi, you could borrow some USDC, throw that into Nola Nolis, and they're earning about ten percent interest on that. And that's something that is higher. I think it's like two to three times higher than their staking rate itself. And so imagine if you pair that, say, with like GMP and you bring like a staking derivative version of Matic over, um, you can get pretty crazy with the with the uh, sort of composability there. So that's the stuff that's really interesting. And I think that Squid's going to open up a lot of that stuff for us. And especially like just swapping. Like swapping is such a big deal. Um, obviously, when you borrow an asset, a lot of the times you want to swap it for something else or you want to send it to somewhere else to chase yield. Squid's going to automate a lot of that for us. Yeah, and, and I can see sort of integrations going beyond that where it's not just you know swapping on DEXs, but also that sort of credit swapping that we were talking about earlier where um, you know maybe Squid is able to integrate with Mars and UMI and other leverage protocols to find out how to uh, best resolve your debt position. So, I mean, with, without any more, I'll, I'll introduce Fig here. He's one of the builders of Squid. Fig, do you want to give sort of a, an introduction about yourself, sort of where you come from, how you started to build out Squid Router, and uh, where the project is going? Hey, yeah, no worries. Hey, guys. Um, I'm sorry I'm a bit late. I had, had a call before. Um, but, yeah, super excited to be here. Um, I'm like, as we go live in the cosmos with full swaps, I think Umi is going to be probably one of the like most amazing first use cases where you can just access the application in one click from uh from any chain and something that hopefully a lot of evm users will be able to do as they like go and explore the cosmos um 
my background is actually in medicine. I studied med at university and um, I quit that before I became a doctor and like when lived in New York and couch surfed and I was a musician and I started to learn to code to pay my way there. Um, so I worked as a developer and a UX designer as well for, um, for startups and some VCs as well. So that sort of background in building UX flows and, uh, actually like building mobile, mobile apps and websites, um, has been like re really useful in trying to create good UX in, in crypto. Um, rest of my background, I, uh, you know, got interested in markets while I was in New York and got into finance. But while I, just while I was starting my finance job, I got interested in crypto and it just seemed so obvious that, um, a lot of what I was doing in my day job was going to be automated and replaced by, um, by what's happening in crypto. So went full time here and I've been involved on a few community projects, but really started squid as soon as I left, um, with my co-founders and yeah, being close with Axla for a while and really excited, excited to be building in the, in the cross chain ecosystem. Yeah. And I mean, we're glad to have you. I think, uh, one of the biggest things that's sort of missing from the cosmos is this sort of design mentality. Um, we, we definitely have to keep the user's perspective front of mind. And I think when you consider how things like IBC have been developed where, yeah, you just bridge between chains, but that doesn't make sense from the perspective of the average user. Um, it makes a lot more sense to have a design thinking mind and have that UX brain sort of going into it. And I can see how Squid kind of came out of that uh, when you were exposed to crypto and Cosmos specifically. So um, talking about Squid, how does it actually, uh, how is it so fast? How is it so efficient? How does this thing work? Uh, swapping across different chains and uh, having pretty instantaneous swaps within the Cosmos. <laughs> it's thanks, man. Um, it's I think the secret to Squid is Squid is um, really like about modularity and collaborating across chain rather than cr trying to build a native cross chain application that might compete with single chain apps. So, like all we do, all Squid does is it um, connects, uh, say, DEXs on different chains. Maybe it's Uniswap and Ethereum, then Osmosis and. Um, in the cosmos and we allow you to access the liquidity across both of those um, and so say there's there's a better price between ETH and USDC on on Uniswap but there's better prices for all of the cosmos assets on Osmosis um, then what we do is we use Axelar in the middle to um, essentially like if, I think of it a bit like if, if you can imagine what one inch does in the EVM world, uh, one inch is a DAX aggregator, which um, will find you a route between like Uniswap, Curve, Sushi, and it'll combine DAXs in a single chain to get you the best price. We're just doing exactly the same thing, but in, in a cross-chain manner. Um, but then also what we like part of the design was that everything uh what we were building on was like on top of what axlar have done like axlar have their they have a bridge function but they're actually like a messaging layer just like ibc and we wanted to preserve that like full turing complete like um composability so every every swap that you do with squid can also be chained with like any number of other calls at the end of the transaction and that's why you can do a swap from eth on Ethereum into directly uh, into 
say like USDC on UMI and then provide it, uh, lend it, for example. Um, the speed, you asked about the speed. It's like, it's some magic degree, which the Axler Gigabrains came up with. And um, it's, I won't go into the technicals, but basically there's, there's a, a, a layer where a service provider can essentially provide a loan, um, a very temporary loan to the user on the destination chain um, and fulfill their cross-chain transaction immediately. But um, And that loan is collateralized by the fulfillment of the bridge transaction. So if, um, if the bridge... Uh, fails for any reason, then the service provider loses their money, the user never loses money. Um, but in most cases, like almost all cases, um, the effect is uh, the user gets execution in under 20 seconds. So every every swap or purchase, whatever, in the EVM world is in under 20 seconds. Um, in the Cosmos, that's not built yet, but we're building it and you'll be able to get um, get the same thing. I mean, that's pretty exciting compared to the EVM days of old where, you know, single transaction could take 20 minutes and, you know, $1,000. So that's really exciting, man. Um, so, I mean, Squid essentially finds the best path for token swaps with one click through the, this sort of very secure uh, grant that it gives to the user and then fulfills that sort of borrowing position. So what do you what do you think this means for, for end users, right? Uh, how do you think this is going to affect um, you know, onboarding new users to Cosmos, onboarding working with EVM as well. Um, how do you how do you think it's going to sort of change the mindset that we have right now in uh, these unique ecosystems? I hope it's going to be um, it's just going to open up the entire ecosystem to a flood of users. Like I hope that's what happens um, because the Cosmos has such amazing tech and like such a cool community, but it's been difficult to get into. Um, so for the Cosmos, I think it hopefully will drive a lot of adoption, be really good for the ecosystem. But for just generally for crypto, I, I've, I guess what we're trying to work towards is this idea of chain abstraction where the user doesn't even know that the application's on a different chain or that they maybe that they need gas on that chain. Or like another feature of Squid I haven't mentioned is we, we have a way of, uh, we can split your swap into into two routes so that most of your money gets swapped into your desired token, but we can swap just a dollar or 50 cents into gas to be received on the destination chain. So you, you, you're never stranded on the destination without gas, which I'm sure you guys know, like happens all the time in the cosmos um, and happens in EVM as well. So uh, the idea is like users just go to a, a website and the website represents an application, like in this case, a, a lending lending app or maybe it's on a DeFi dashboard or something and they can just access a product or, or pay for a product withdraw from a product into their bank account or their, their wallet on whatever chain they prefer in one click and not not really know that they've done anything cross-chain so um there's that from the user's point of view and then from the dev's point of view it's like you can you can build an app which, which can access the best of uh, best of um DeFi or NFTs across whatever ecosystem, whether it's the Cosmos or Ethereum or wherever we go in the future. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely a lot to say there about um, how users get kind of lost. You know, I, I can't tell you the amount of times I've had to, uh, you know, talk to friends who are interacting with DeFi for the first time 
and they you know they don't have gas to to move their tokens back. Um, but I I do want to bring this question also to Brandon because uh, you've got a lot of input on how these sort of UX and design things can really impact the cosmos. And I just want to get your take as well about how Squid can impact the cosmos and maybe the broader ecosystem too. Well, really, it's kind of twofold. Like on the one hand, it makes the app chain thesis so much more viable because right now, I mean, a lot of the issues with an app chain is the bridging aspect, right? So number like the first thing is all of the things that Fig was saying about how it abstracts the UX. It's going to make um, being an app chain so much easier because now instead of like people having to bridge and everything like that, um, you can just basically go back back and forth using Squid Router without ever knowing you are. And so that's like a huge part of it. It just makes the app chain thesis so much more viable. But on the other hand, it's kind of like um, it's it's commoditizing a part of the DEX competitive strategy, which is like um, a lot of DEXs, they kind of they'll they'll pick a focus, right? Like if you're the DEX on um, Avalanche, you're going to focus on Avalanche assets. And if you're the DEX on, um, say, like Ethereum mainnet, you're focusing on those assets. And that competition based on like availability and asset availability kind of goes away. And so in in a way, Squid Router is kind of like speed running like Astroport slam model, right? Like Astroport had this grand vision of like virtual liquidity um, and basically tracking liquidity across different chains. That's kind of pointless now with with Squid Router because Squid Router, you can just kind of do that automatically. So I think Squid Router is like innovation that we thought was like years off coming right uh, right now. And yeah, it's going to be really cool because now, whereas like a DEX would normally like might get kind of like, um, how you say, like stuck, in, like resting on its laurels, like if it has a moat where not, these assets aren't available somewhere else, that's kind of gone with, with Squid. And so it's going to force people to innovate even further and compete on other things like innovative features and, and differentiation. And I think that's a really cool aspect of Squid that I don't think a lot of people think about. And um, I just think you're going to see so much more innovation from DEXs um, beyond like that virtual liquidity model. Yeah, I think one thing you touched on is that uh, automated competitive edge that DEXs are going to, they're going to have to provide on a technical level, right? Uh, say Squid gets adopted by all these users and, um, you know, there's a hundred different DEXs from different chains on them. All of those DEXs have to have the most efficient swaps possible for the end user in order to be the the prevailing use case, right? That's going to affect volume on these DEXs, right? Like Osmosis is this huge branded DEX in Cosmos right now, but if there's another DEX that comes out with similar liquidity and more efficient swaps, Squid is going to allow that DEX to compete on an even keel with Osmosis when it comes to transaction volume. And I'm sure you guys have already sort of seen a lot of different projects reach out and um, get excited to integrate Squid Router in that way. Yeah, that's um, that's definitely a hope in that. I guess the side effect of efficient it, we're making the market more efficient, right? It's uh, a more efficient market should mean better competition, faster innovation, and um, we're not only between the cosmos, but like between EVM and cosmos. Like, there's definitely an argument that app chains were always better and more efficient, but. It, they were just not usable for the majority of the dollars out there. Um, so I, I hope like there's there's these potential models where we can route liquidity um, not just over one hop, but we can do it over multiple hops. So go from EVM into the Cosmos and back into the EVM. And that 
that model of having an app chain, which, and I mean, the same with you guys, right? You, your lending might be able to outcompete all of the single chain um, apps out there uh, in the EVM world, or at least it like gives you a, a, com- a fair competitive ground to to actually like compete uh, and be on the on the same level as them. So, yeah, definitely hoping that we we turbocharge some innovation. Oh, yeah. And the ultimate winners are obviously going to be the users in the community, right? Because they're going to get access to all of these cool protocols that they might not even know about. And they'll get the best prices, get the best UX. And that's what it's all about. Because ultimately, like, yeah, the the protocols will benefit. But if you don't drive sort of benefits to the users of the community, your protocol is kind of pointless. And I think that's one of the beauties of what, what you're doing is you have this cool tech. But it's very much driven by a problem, and and it's kind of cool to see you guys solve it. Thanks, yeah, man. yeah, it's 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 awesome. I mean, I can see sort of a world that we end up in where uh, we have Axelar powering like e- cross EVM solutions uh, in and out of the cosmos, as Squid Router sort of giving everybody an even keel, OHO allowing new new DeFi applications in the cosmos that are more capital efficient. And UMI building out new of these uh, borrowing and lending and, and credit sort of primitives that uh, Ethereum's really not exposed to right now. So I think uh, all of these sort of different projects uh, can really work together and sort of collaborate and bring a lot of this liquidity that's right now stuck in EVM and sort of stuck out in the ether and bring it into a more capital efficient Cosmos ecosystem and then makes it a lot more competitive. So Fig, that's that's really exciting. And um, I'm I'm sort of I'm I this this is the kind of call that I get excited about you know when everything sort of comes together, um, it's it's pretty exciting. So it, it's great to have you, and uh, and great to have you talk about um, Squid Router and what you guys are doing. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm super excited too. I can't wait for it to to go live and to get building with you guys. Yeah, I can't wait either. Um, so. I think we're we're getting sort of close to the end of our time here. Uh, Brandon, do you have any other questions for our guests here before we sort of sort of close out? I guess I'm just um, curious. What are you what are you most excited for? Like this this definitely is awesome um, with like using Axel uh, USDC to as kind of like your median uh, sort of like currency of exchange. Um, but like I know we talked previously about being able to open that up to sort of like a wide range of things um that's something that i'm excited for for you guys to integrate with like cosmos dexes and stuff like that but what are you most excited for fig (laughs) oh man i don't know i mean i'm definitely just i'm excited for it to go live um i think i'm i'm just excited to see what happens with the with the ecosystems because i i feel like the cosmos is like the most strong ecosystem outside of the evm world and there's this effect where if you connect connect people, hopefully they become less competitive and less more collaborative. Or I mean, obviously we want competition like we were talking about before, but I'm interested to see how this develops because there could be there could be some shifts where you people the Ethereum world's minds open up a little bit more to cross chain. They like can experience more of, of a different world. Um, so I've got those, but then like coming up in our roadmap as well, really excited to be um, working on like connecting up with the Fiat on ramps, uh, hopefully chat with Cardo soon um, about uh, linking to them and other Fiat on ramps as well, giving them access to the cosmos. Um, 
we've got deposit addresses. You guys are maybe familiar with deposit addresses for Axlas bridging, which lets you go directly from Coinbase into the Cosmos, even if Coinbase doesn't support like UMI or um, Osmosis. But we're going to have that with swaps as well. So you can go directly from Coinbase into any token on any chain or even directly from Coinbase into like directly into a lending position, um, which is, I think, like could open up a heap of cool design spaces. Um, and yeah, I mean, just excited to, to build. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm glad you said that that first part about Cosmos being the strongest ecosystem outside of Ethereum because I can't I can't help but agree with that because um, you know we talk about it a lot at Umi about how like you know the drama and and sort of like what you see on Twitter is just such a small aspect of what's going on in Cosmos and I think today um, it actually came out so people were kind of talking uh, one of the latest dramas is like Sweet Network right. It's a chain that raised $300 million. But the craziest part is their TVL is less than ours, uh, that less than UMI's. Their daily volume is less than Osmosis's. And then their their total amount of users is about a ten, like 10% of what UMI has. And we're just, we're, we're one chain, Osmosis is one chain. There's, you know, over 30 chains in the ecosystem that has really cool projects brewing. And we're able to outcompete these uh, chains that have, you know, $300 million in funding. And that's kind of a beautiful thing to see that whole decentralization aspect and just like all these autonomous chains coming together. So definitely that's, that's really cool. Um, and we're really excited to see you guys launch as well. Waz, you got anything else? No, I, I think that's it for me. I think we sort of covered everything. I mean, as you guys know, I'm, I'm just pretty excited to see all of these different projects kind of just lift each other together. Um, I think the sufficient amount of liquidity will come to the most competitive environment. And I believe that that's Cosmos. Um, I think that people will continue to iterate and build better projects because of the app chain thesis and because of these independent app chains that, that Brandon's talking about that can sort of uh, beat out, you know, $300 million uh, companies that are focused on their, their own technology and not so much focused on the ecosystem. So I'm very proud to be working in the Cosmos. I know all the people here are too. Um, let, let's start off with Jake. Jake, do you have anything you want to, uh, sort of say to the community and, and maybe some alpha you want to talk about as far as uh, what you guys are working on over there at XLR? I think just more, uh, I mean, we have something called interchain token that's coming out, which I'm pretty pumped about. So just, I mean, ultimately like more connectivity, right? We're just going to continue building um, more, more tooling around the interoperability space based off of like where we see the market demand. So um, which is really like all ultimately just supposed to drive a better user experience for everybody. Um, so yeah, there, there are some big announcements coming out. Um, but I think that, you know, generally just, just really pumped to see all of the development that's happening. And I think we're, we're cruising along internally in terms of development. So um, kind of a big wait and see, but definitely excited. Thank you for the time guys. Absolutely, Jake. And that's good to hear some some little extra alphabets. You know, as always, check out Axelar. Um, you know, we got a love for uh, we got a lot of love for you guys because of how you're sort of focusing on uh, one of the aspects in Cosmos that nobody else really is right now. Big, do you have anything you want to add about Squid Router? Maybe some uh, some updates. I know you guys are launching soon. Maybe some alpha you can add for Squid and what you guys are working on. Um, I think I, I gave a bit of our roadmap before. Maybe some alpha is. I can't name names, but we've got some really, really big interactions coming, um, uh, mostly with wallets. So 
um, hopefully uh, we'll also be able to, I mean, we're working with the XDeFi guys. Um, I think they're a bit, they're underrated in the, in the cosmos, maybe that newer to the ecosystem, but those guys really get cross chain and they support both EVM and cosmos. So there's like another, another option, which is going to allow users to really easily migrate over and use both ecosystems without even knowing it. Um, and then obviously cosmos like snaps and with metamask they're very bullish on on that but yeah we've <laughs> i can't say names but we, we've got some really nice integrations coming live soon that hopefully will bring some attention as well you know i, I wish brandon would take a page out of your book and omit some alpha once in a while brandon always uh always tends to release stuff a little bit too early um but thank you fig i appreciate that make sure to look out for all those announcements Guys, follow Jake, follow Fig on Twitter. Make sure to follow XLR as well as Squid Router. We have a lot of things coming up. We have a lot of different integrations between these projects that are going to bring uh, DeFi in the Cosmos as well as EVM sort of to the next level. You know, I'm always working on these the Oracle side of it, but you know, Brandon's working on the UMI side as well as wallet integrations. You know, uh, integrating with EVM is really going to bring us all to that next level. So. Thank you guys again. Wait, was you're what? not going to ask me if I have any alpha to drop? You you always have alpha. What do you want to talk about? What do you well, want to talk about? Brandon? In spirit of the uh, Adam Economic Zone announcement today, I think, and, and since we're having Axler on the on the uh, call, I think one of the biggest things that we need to be focused on is how to bring capital over from Ethereum to to the Cosmos. Right? I mean, that's where all the TVL, all the volume is. And I think one of the initiatives that could be a great first initiative for like the AAZ partnered with Axelar is creating a uh, a Ethereum staking derivative. That's the highest staking derivative APY out of everyone. And it's totally possible with Stride, UMI, and Axelar, and, and, and possibly with Squid as well. So that's the type of stuff that I think we're going to be focused on um, as we look forward to you know forming this partnership. So yeah, it, it, how awesome would it be if the highest yield staking derivative for ETH wasn't even on ETH, it was on cosmos that's the possibility with this aez and i think that's what we're focused on that's awesome man yeah i, I can definitely see a lot of different ways that uh, we can sort of bring all these these huge whales with a ton of liquidity over into the cosmos and sort of bolster this ecosystem so yeah i mean with without further ado again you know follow everybody everybody here follow jake follow fig uh brandon's okay you can give him a follow and, uh, you know, I'm Waz. That's what they call me. Thanks for joining us on the, uh, the Into the Umiverse. Hope to see you guys again soon. Thanks so much for having us. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve. Mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape them under the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless. Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these tokenomics. They probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting honest. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over impossible loss, it's all moss. And I'm liking the odds. Fond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds. Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy
mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked and non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage like the shit is play for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybelines. They call it implausible when model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Spaces. <laughs>